for is companies that are above a half a million dollars or more of revenue, ideally profitable, and we can bring them together into a family, work together, and then almost essentially create a liquidity co-op. These companies aren't worth a lot by themselves, but when you can mine up revenue, then you start seeing exits happen that are meaningful. And that's what we wanted to help these entrepreneurs is make sure that they didn't fail because there's so many competitions and so much noise out there. And then second to that was give them a chance to get an exit that they would never get on their own. From MJ Bulls Media, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today in Raising Cannabis Capital is another chapter in the Cannabis Investor Spotlight Series with David Metzler from CBD Capital Group. David, welcome to the show. Hey, honored to be here. Thank you uh, for having me. Well, over the years, we've had a couple of investors on the show. And uh, you know, I remember one interview, an investor was telling me how all his investment banking buddies thought he was nuts for launching a firm that only invested in cannabis companies. Now, fast forward, and your company has even narrowed that scope to a point where you're only investing in CBD companies. What do you see in this space that prompted you to go all in with CBD companies? Well, we love the fact that it's federally legal. And so that opens up a whole different set of capital pools that we felt like we can access if we stay narrowly focused. But beyond that, as I've been an operator and investment banker and a venture capitalist, my experience has always shown that when I operate companies, if I focus and just do one thing amazingly, then uh, I can be best at the world of that and let other people do what they do amazingly. And so that's why we just chose to just focus on CBD and be the best at the world at really helping companies distribute nationally across a, you know, a federally legal product line. Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, I think that's the best way to go. And anybody that listens to our show knows I always talk about staying narrow and deep. You mentioned that you're, you've raised money and you've invested money. You didn't say that you're an entrepreneur, but you're an entrepreneur, you add an ex- a whole other dimension to this process because you know you actually can walk the walk and it gives you credibility. The only investors I ever trust are the ones that have been successful operating their own businesses because they're the ones that actually know what it's like to try to make payroll when you're starting a company. And that's what I've gone through. We've actually put our own money to work, put our own risk on the table over the last 18 plus months. And that's important for entrepreneurs to know that they're not alone, that others are taking the same amount of risk, know their pain, know their problems, and can help them get through those. So yeah, I've scaled now two companies. This is my third one as an entrepreneur from zero to multi-millions. And it's really important because there's a lot of lessons that I've learned and our team has learned that we're here to help others avoid the mistakes I've made. So yeah, I, I am an entrepreneur at heart. I love hard things and I love successfully overcoming hard things. Yeah. I think that makes a big difference. I mean, just you know, trying to have a conversation with an investor that really hasn't done it is challenging for an entrepreneur because unfortunately there's sometimes a communication gap. Let's jump to your strategy. Essentially, you're going to acquire CBD companies or invest in CBD companies and use them all to work together towards a a larger, bigger idea for the entire group. That's it. It's basically this, which is we saw how many brands that there are out there. We're tracking 2,600 brands above any meaningful size, and it's so easy to set up a CBD shop and set up a brand. So what we're looking for is companies that are above a half a million dollars or more of revenue, ideally profitable, and we can bring them together into a family, work together, and then almost essentially create a liquidity co-op for them. 
these companies aren't worth a lot by themselves. But when you can mine up revenue, then you start seeing exits happen that are meaningful. And that's what we wanted to help these entrepreneurs is make sure that they didn't fail because there's so many competitions and so much noise out there. And then second to that was give them a chance to get an exit that they would never get on their own. So big investors, strategic players, they don't want to take the time to get into these small micro companies. You know, anything Mm -hmm. below $5 million is just more work for them, generally speaking. So if we can put these micro companies together, then they're valuable, they're collaborating, they're not by themselves anymore, and they're worth a lot more. So we've created this kind of liquidity co-op where the companies can come together, collaborate, run their own company. We put them into a mastermind where they work with other best entrepreneurs. And then at the end of that, we'll get an exit that's much bigger than any one of us can do by ourselves. I think that makes a lot of sense. I didn't realize that there were 2,600 CBD companies. And those are the meaningful ones. There's a lot more than that. It's not really hard to set up a CBD company and white label a product. What we're talking about are the companies that are actually have some existing revenue. But there's a lot of competition, a lot of noise. And a lot of them, unfortunately, now with COVID are going to fail over the next year plus as we go into this recession phase. It is going to be hard for a lot of these companies. And our goal is to save as many of them as we can and really help these coachable entrepreneurs get through what's ahead. You know, our team has gone through what we call three black swan events. This is the third one, COVID. Before that, you had 2008. As operators, we were successful in getting through that. And then you have 9-11. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be a really dark phase for a lot of companies. And we want to help the ones we can carry the light forward and be successful and then help America alleviate pain. And that's our mission is to get to a million plus lives that we've taken away pain and suffering. Yeah, I, I think the idea of pooling all, all the different resources and what did you call it, a master Yeah, masterminding. So we have our entrepreneurs get together on a quarterly basis with the other entrepreneurs in our portfolio and talk about what their products are working with, the marketing techniques are working with, the supply chain issues, and we coordinate that so that they actually have a collaboration forum because these people often feel very lonely. And this gives them a way to not feel lonely and scale and not make the same mistakes that others are making. Entrepreneurs in general feel lonely just because you're sort of on an island. It's a great benefit to have other founders that you can bounce ideas off of. I think the part that I don't want the listeners to lose sight of is that in addition to that, they can tap into the resources that your group brings to the table, your experience as entrepreneurs, your experience at raising capital, your board of directors or your other investors have a lot of experience. I'm so honored to work with these. They're the best that I've collected over the last 20 years and worked with the team. You know, my CMO built a nine figure brand called Bulletproof from almost inception all the way up to that number. So he knows all the problems. My COO ran a division of Microsoft up to 250 million as well, like when he was in his 20s. So we have these amazing entrepreneurs. My finance person and, and data person knows what's going to happen in these companies before they actually happen. Hmm. So we create these integrated financial forecast models for these entrepreneurs. And we can actually coach them and teach them what's going to happen ahead of time using data. So my team comes alongside them and really avoids the pains that they're inevitably going to stumble onto. And then it's just a great advantage for them to get to work with these people that they could never afford on their own. And for investors to know that their money is coming into us and then it can be protected because these entrepreneurs uh, and my team can help these entrepreneurs succeed. I want to take a short break to play you a preview of our next episode and to thank our sponsors. The history of cannabis branding is pretty unsophisticated. 
it was just loud trying to be louder than the last version of loud. And now it's, there's a lot of different players that are doing it with things that speak to their segments. Whereas before, there really wasn't a lot of segmentation. It was like, hey, I made this for guys that think and do and look like I do. They were just kind of marketing to each other. So it was okay that we're talking about this product as if it's medicine and we're going to call it poison or crack. Tune in on Thursday for another episode of the Cannabis and Corona Report with Trent Overholt from the 14th round. And now let's get back to today's show. I heard you in an interview and you said that your vision is to build a nine-figure organization by 2022. Is there going to be opportunities for people to invest in this vision? Yeah, we're just closed off the end of our last bridge round. Uh, Literally today, money just wired in. So we'll take a few more checks from people that are interested. But now that we have a proven model, we're moving into a series A that will allow us to kind of get another five to $10 million worth of revenue acquired into our portfolio of families. And with that, it'll be a great outcome for investors to not be in just one CBD company, but they can hedge against that and really be part of a family of different brands and different products. And so they love that strategic diversification. I think as a potential investor, I would like that as well. Your contact information is going to be in the show notes. So if you're a CBD company or you're an investor and you want to learn more about this, you can just click the link in the show notes or at mjbulls.com. David, I wish we had more time to talk about this. It's really exciting. We could go on for hours and I could go through all of our strategy, but the point is still the same, which is this is a great market and I appreciate you being there to help with these entrepreneurs like we are as well. You're doing it in a different capacity, but there's hard times coming and guys like you and I are here to make sure that people succeed through those hard times and that's worth doing. I appreciate it and thanks for being on the show today. Let's do it again. Honored. Yeah, we'll definitely do it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, host of Casually Baked the Podcast. If you're curious to explore the highly responsible side of cannabis, farming, and legalization, I'm here to help lighten the stigma and build your can of confidence. Download episodes now of Casually Baked the Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And journey with me through the evolving cannabis culture and discover how and why people like you are adding cannabis to their wellness toolkit. It's time to get casually baked.